Alrighty, good morning everybody, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Saturday to everybody, and uh, Wiz, um, you know, there's always very difficult decisions to make uh, in fantasy, Uh, you know, uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, we've talked about that a lot, and you know, when you get a lot of these players that are really close in talent, and, but maybe their situations are, there are little things that are going on, and uh, I think that's one of the things that we're trying to do here, in terms of trying to figure out in these kind of clumps and clusters uh, of which player that we're going to have more interest in at, in certain tiers. That's, uh, and that's what this podcast is about today, Wiz. Yeah, it is. Um, and this is for sneak drafts and for auction drafts as well. And, uh, you know, let, let, let's get right to it. As far as, you know, I'm concerned that running back, there's like a group of players that I'm really interested in your take on, you know, not necessarily ranking them, you know, from the top to the bottom, but like kind of who you have in your mind leading the group and who is kind of at the tail end of the group. And, and, and really you're faced with that choice kind of pretty quickly in a snake draft and in an auction draft. These are the players that you're going to be looking at as well. And, uh, and I'm talking about start getting into Derrick Henry who off that injury doesn't catch a lot of passes, but, you know, is on a team who wants to run the ball. He's still a beast of a player. You have Dalvin Cook with a new coaching staff. Najee Harris, not a great offensive line, but just, uh, you know, his workload is incredible. Joe Mixon on a good offense, the main guy, not tremendously involved in the uh in, in in the in the you know with pass catches and receptions, um, DeAndre Swift is getting this hard knocks hype. Um, Aaron Jones is he going to be much more involved in the passing game? Um, Alvin Kamara is he going to be distracted? Do you have to worry about the off season stuff? So, and I'm going to put I'm going to put Leonard Fournette as well in that group. So this is a really a large group of players, and uh, we mentioned Javante Williams, so I'm going to put him in that group as well. So when you're looking at this group, which is in a snake draft. I think, uh, you know, a lot of cases can be made for different players. How are you looking at this large cluster of running backs, um, you know, that are people are taking uh, early in drafts? So this kind of goes into my wheelhouse in terms of how I look at the running back position in general, right? Like, you know, so I've, I've talked a lot about, you know, kind of not a big believer in, in, in going crazy at the running back position for various reasons, injuries included, the, the, suscept- the susceptibility Four injuries, and, and I'm one of these guys that kind of backs away from players if I start to see uh, things, situations developing that I don't particularly like. You know, again, you can never be assured of anything, but but I think with a lot of these players you mentioned, was there are there are situations bubbling, right? Uh, and you mentioned Kamara, the suspension, which definitely makes me nervous. Uh, plus, I'm not fully sold on, on this offense, especially without Peyton. Uh, a player like Fournette, who in the past I've not liked, but the last couple of years is certainly uh, I've warmed up to the player. But again, a situation now in Tampa Bay where that run, where that offensive line is kind of falling apart before our eyes. So another player that I will be shying away from. Uh, I think you look statistically how Aaron Jones has performed, despite the fact that A.J. Dillon is there. And A.J. Dillon had a tremendous season last year in terms of his contribution to the Green Bay offense. But the statistics don't lie when, when – Devontae Adams is not part of the Green Bay offense. It, it elevated the game of, of Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones in this offense and in the group of players you talked about, I like him for that reason. We talked about Javante Williams already in our previous podcast. And you know what? 
The stars are aligning for that player. Russell Wilson's at quarterback. Uh, you mentioned this group of players, and I think I, I definitely like Javante Williams over these other players. You know, I, I look at that the hard knock stuff, Wiz, with Deuce Staley and the way he's getting on DeAndre Swift. I'm actually looking at it a little bit differently. I don't see that fire in DeAndre Swift, and 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 Staley's trying to get it out of him, and it seems to be a, there seems to be a reluctance for for Swift, his decision making at times in terms of going out of bounds and all that sort of thing. So. I'm, I'm not on that hype train. I've mentioned before, I don't think DeAndre Swift is going to catch anywhere near as many balls as he caught last year. The offensive changed. The offensive, offense changed mid-year. So count me as a guy that's not a believer in that player. Last year was in eight games, Derrick Henry had 219 carries in just eight games. He then gets hurt, tries to come back late in the year. Uh, we've talked about the players' mileage to start with. This is not as good an offensive team. He's going to be facing clogged boxes. Uh, Derrick Henry concerns me, Wiz. So, you know, the, the group of players that you mentioned, I think I've touched on almo- almost all of them. I, I would say I have a lot more confidence in, in, in a Dalvin Cook, uh, quite frankly, uh, and a Joe Mixon, 100%. Najee Harris, because there's not a lot of guys behind him. I have way more confidence in those players in Javante Williams than guys like Kamara, Fournette, um, and Derrick Henry. That's terrific analysis. Um, further down the line, this is the group that is really giving me a headache. I mean, I, I started looking at these players and trying to make head to tails of this, and really all I ended up with is two Tylenol and, and a tall glass of water. Um, A.J. Dillon is getting hyped up, really, with his 1A stuff and be much more involved in the passing game. J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers, both off injuries. Um, Akers was unbelievably able to come back at the end of last year. J.K. Dobbins, you know, uh, looks like he is going to start the season. Uh, There's talk about what his workload is going to look like. David Montgomery is in this group. Not a great offensive line. Um, Josh Jacobs, she'd like to be part of that Raider offense. And then two players that I'm going to put in the category of, you know, can they repeat it, are Elijah Mitchell and Cordaro Patterson. Still supposed to be the starters at running back, but are they going to be able to duplicate that? So given that group of six, seven running backs that I – that I just gave you. Help me make the heads or tails and help make the people listening uh, make heads or tails of this group. Okay, so I am 100% out on on on, on uh, Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery. Um, so let's go to David Montgomery first. Um, so there's definitely a little bit more talk about the usage of Khalil Herbert, who last year, uh, when he got the opportunity, performed at a very, very high level. Obviously, he was stealing all the touches at that point in time with Montgomery not in the field. The Chicago Bears definitely have the worst offensive line in football. That scares the hell out of me. Uh, he's got mileage on him now. Uh, he gets a lot of usage. So count me out uh, on David Montgomery. Josh Jacobs, I mean, there's been so many mysteries and commentary around this player between trades. Uh, we know this is a Josh McDaniel offense. Uh, at la- obviously, there's been a lot. Abdullah and Brandon Boulder are on this roster. They're going to catch all the footballs. Josh Jacobs is not catching the football. Zemir White, the guy they drafted this year, uh, he's in place. There are some people maybe are looking at a situation where Kenyon Drake is not going to be on this roster any longer, and that elevates Josh Jacobs, but no way for me. I'm out on Josh Jacobs, so count me completely out on that player. And 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 you know what? Patterson is 32 years old now, Wiz, and uh, I have a problem with that uh, just in general. Uh, so for that reason, and a lousy offense to boot, 
And if you look at statistically what Patterson did last year in the second half of the year, there was a material drop off in performance. So I'm out on those three guys. Uh, the rest of the group, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm prepared to move forward with them. Uh, and that would include Pollard, Mitchell. Again, the thing, the thing with San Francisco is, first off, Mitchell got hurt last year. You better back yourself up with a backup. And I think Jeff Wilson Jr. is the guy to back yourself up with right now. Uh, with Mitchell, he's he's a year removed from injury as well, so you better make sure you get that player. Uh, A.J. Dillon, I'm a full believer in that player. I think Dobbins is is the best running back on that roster. They may be a little bit cautious with him to start the season, but you know by midseason, the guy's going to kick it into high gear, just like he did in his rookie year. I think that's the same the same as a complic- applicable for Acres Wiz. Uh, so those are the guys I like in that group, and uh, clear distinguishing the guys that I do not like. All right, let's go. Let's go to wide receiver. And for me, there's a specific group of receivers. Um, and look, we we talked in the last one about CD Lamb, and you know, you're, you some of these guys are just rock solid. I mean, the Mike Evans of the world, you know, Devontae Adams, the Diggs, all of that stuff. Talking about those players is not interesting to me. I'll tell you the group that is interesting to me. Once you get into a group uh, in no specific order. I'm going to go with A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, Michael Pittman, Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Mike Williams, Allen Robinson. That group that you know most people have outside of the top ten and inside the top twenty or so, where they're all considered in that wide receiver two group. Most of them. Um, Break that down. Separate these guys if you can. Yeah, a very hard group. I think a very, very hard group. And this is definitely going to be one of those groups where you're going to have to be very comfortable with the situation. So Mike Williams has Justin Herbert. Uh, he's a player I've really liked before, and, and, and I still like the player. And you've mentioned Keenan Allen as well. Uh, while I don't see Allen as kind of a top 10 guy any longer, just because of the way he plays the game, shorter passes and stuff like that. But Mike Williams is the guy that's going to get the ball down the field. Justin Herbert, we talked about it in the previous podcast. I think he can easily be ranked as the number one quarterback. Uh, so for those reasons, on, on both of those players and in that offense, I'm going to elevate those two guys. I think A.J. Brown is a, is a really interesting one because, uh, you know, you and I both have loved the player in the past. Um, you know, we can make the argument that he's in a similar situation that he was with Tannehill in terms of somewhat, at times, inconsistent quarterback, uh, and that's what he's going to be dealing with. But the chemistry has been there in the, in the preseason. And, uh, you know, I think A.J. Brown, just because of his pure pedigree as a player, uh, needs to be on top of that group that you mentioned. And I would say the same thing for Michael Pittman Jr. uh, in terms of talent. The other guys, I'm uncomfortable with a lot of those players that you mentioned uh, because of Deontay Johnson in particular, because of the quarterback play. T. Higgins, T. Higgins, I'm not, but I think that's an offense where the ball is, is spread around a lot. Uh, Mike Evans, obviously, you mentioned him in, in the other group, so he's not in that group. One player you did you did not mention that I think could be put into that group. Or maybe I missed that you say him. Did, did you say DJ Moore? Yeah, I said DJ. Yeah. Moore. Yeah. So DJ Moore, you know, I just think when we see what he's done with fairly lousy quarterbacks. If you are one of these guys that believed in Baker Mayfield previously and you think he can kind of come bounce back from these injuries, DJ Moore has been remarkably consistent. I think I think Baker Mayfield as a quarterback will be better than what the what the what Carolina Panthers have had the last couple of years in their quarterback position. So for me, DJ Moore is is quite intriguing. Was uh, along those lines, I, I, w- I would say. 
you know, just because the consistency in his performance and the willingness to kind of feed that player. Um, one other guy who I'd kind of put into this group, and I think he's going to benefit from, number one, the fact that the quarterback improved significantly over the course of last year, and number two, the type of games they're going to be playing in. That's Brandon Cooks. I think there's an argument to be made that, that, that Cooks could be a bigger producer than a lot of those guys that we've even just talked about in that group was. Yeah, he's he's you know I, I didn't want to mention every single guy from like 11 to 25, but he's certainly in that group. He's going to get a lot of volume. So I just want to see if I can just get some kind of clarification from you. If you're given a choice between those two Charger guys in your mind, and by the way, this isn't outlandish because I think a lot of rankings have Mike Williams kind of close to 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 Keenan Allen. Are you prefer Mike Williams to Keenan Allen this year? I'm going to say I'm still going to take Keenan Allen. I'm just, it, it's just, okay, but it's, you, you feel it's very close, though. Very close. I, to your point, though, I, I'm, I, I'm looking at a few rankings where I do see Williams ranked above Allen. Uh, maybe that's just purely an age thing and a down-the-field thing uh, because, you know, Keenan Allen is the unsexy guy. He's going to produce, but he's definitely less sexy. Um, but I, I, I'm still at this point in time, I'm, I'm not really to pass that torch that Mike Williams will outperform Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then we could, you know, I, I'm just looking at this receiver list, and honestly, we could stop and do clusters all the way to wide receiver 100 uh, because there are, you know, just some groups of players that are very, very close together and personal preference. But for the, um, just, just to move it along, I'm going to give you a group of tight ends that I feel looking at this thing, wow, this is so difficult. And I'm going to not talk about the first five guys because I think that's kind of just a matter of order preference, you know, for, for a different person, you know, saving Kelsey and Andrews, which I believe will be everyone's top two. But, like, I'm looking at this group of T.J. Hawkinson, who I love as a player but hasn't been able to stay on the field. Dallas Goddard, who getting A.J. Brown, you know, people could look at it as it's going to free things up for him. Zach Ertz, Dawson Knox. Pat Freemuth, Cole Komet, Mike Kosicki, Hunter Henry. I'm going to put those tight ends, that, that group of maybe seven, eight tight ends. How are you breaking that group down? Tough group, right? Really tough group. Uh, I, I, very I'll, tough group. I'm going to start with Dawson Knox. Um, look, he's just suffered uh, a personal tragedy, um, losing his brother at a young age. The details not really revealed at this point in time, but uh, it, it's probably not in a particularly good direction. Um that's obviously a lot for a, carried, uh, for a player to carry uh, on his shoulders over the course of the season. Uh, a very touchdown-dependent player who, when I look at this offense, I think the dynamism in this offense at the receiver position is going to be a lot different this year. So for me, I'm, uh, you're going to count me out on Dawson Knox. I'd say the same thing for Zach Ertz. Uh, I'm a little bit cautious on him. I think he's ranked just a little bit too high. And I'm uncomfortable with TJ Hawkinson as well, given the injuries that we've seen. And I'd say that Fryermuth, because I think we're going to see that inconsistency in, in the quarterbacks. Again, not an indictment on the players, but the situation uh, is tough for me. Cole Komet, I know he's the only show in town, but again, I, I just there's probably a very good chance that I don't have any bears on any of my fantasy football teams. Um, you can tell me that that's pr- probably too aggressive, but you know, I, I really feel very significant about that offensive line situation there. And I think it's going to be problematic. Mike Kosicki, I think there's going to be completely different usage of that player in this offense was uh, so count me out on Kosicki. So I, I, the group that you just mentioned, I am 100% going to want a guy like Dallas Goddard. 100 going to 100% going to want a guy like Hunter Henry 
And I would even argue, uh, you know, a guy that we've talked about a little bit, and you know the player I like uh, as well, and that's Irv Smith Jr., who I think is going to be in a much more pass-happy and friendly offense. He's not been on the field for preseason, but I think it's an offense that really will draw Irv Smith uh, up the rankings in terms of tight end this year. Uh, I'd rather have those guys than the, than the ones I criticize to, to start. Yeah, I, I like that analysis. I've been talking about Hunter Henry, you know, second year with Mac Jones. Uh, Irv Smith is a player that just has so much has has so much talent that hasn't been able to really show it. The depth chart injuries. Now it looks, you know, if he if he's able to come back and play week one off that, you know, surgery that he had. Um, I, you know, there's there's a lot of potential. Just let me quickly just ask you about a couple of tight ends that either with the depth chart or a trade or free agency, kind of like have a new lease on life. And tell me if you think any of these guys could jump up. David Njoku, um, Austin Hooper, Hayden Hurst, Brevin Jordan, guys who are going to get just a tremendous amount of playing time this year. I may even put Mo Ali Cox in there as well. Um, any one of the, those guys or somebody that I didn't mention that has a new lease on life, either with the depth chart or free agency, that you think, okay, they can flash and be in the top 12 a few weeks during the season. Yeah, I think tight end's a super, super deep position, right? So so those players that you mentioned, uh, you know, I, I, I for one, is I'm, I'm going to want a guy like Noah Font over, over that particular group, even with Geno Smith, the quarterback. Um, Hooper is an interesting one uh, because in the past he's he's been a big part of, of fantasy offenses before. Uh, can he kind of regain some of that? Um, and I think, you know, I think Ryan Tannehill will be looking for a second guy to trust in this offense. It's not... Very clear who that can be. So Hooper's intriguing to me. And Juku, no, because, you know, there's no Watson there until week 13. It's just not going to do it for me. Um, Hayden Hurst, I think there are just too many other mouths to feed at the receiver position between between Boyd Higgins and, and Jamar Chase for him to make a material difference, kind of like what we saw last year from Ozuma, where there were like three or four big games that he did have but he kind of disappeared in, in many other games. So I, I would call that a similar scenario that we'll be looking at with a player like that. I think the one player that, that people should be intrigued by just because it passed experience on, on kind of what's happened in his offenses. Uh, you and I are not particularly high on the player. Uh, this is the ex-giant Evan Ingram. Uh, Dan Arnold is also in Jacksonville. But look, Peterson likes to use his tight ends. Uh, somebody's going to get used in this offense. Who's going to be the more consistent guy? Uh, I think at this point in time, Engram's probably ranked a little bit too low. Not to say that you or I are going to reach for that player, but I can definitely see others saying Evan Ingram is in a good spot to succeed this year. Yeah, um, I hear you. Uh, the one guy in that group that I mentioned that I'm slightly interested in, I mean, uh, you know, you make a good point about there being a lot of balls going to other receivers before it comes to Hayden Hurst, but I'm just kind of interested with Cincinnati wanting that player to come there. I know he's a good player. Um, I don't know. I just know that the matchups and the opportunities could be there. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, if, if Joe Burrow is going to, you know, 
take him on some easier throws instead of throwing the ball to Higgins or Jamar Chase when they're being covered just because they're so good and they come down with those passes. So Austin Hooper, uh, I mean, Hayden Hurst is the guy that I'm kind of interested in. piques my interest a little out of all those uh, guys that I just mentioned. And here's the thing I think we did just articulate was the bottom line is this. Outside of those first few tight ends, uh, you could rank the next 15 to 20 guys in so many different ways, and, and you'd probably get, you know, if you if you sampled 100 different people uh, to make their rankings, no none of them would look alike. Uh, I, I think tight end's incredibly deep. Uh, I think if you make the decision not to get one of those other, other tight ends, you have the luxury of sitting back and having the picket of litter here, and you do not, if you're in an auction draft, you do not have to spend a lot of money and you can wait until very late in your snake draft to take your tight ends. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, and I, I think my strategy at the tight end position for all of these drafts I'm going to be in is very simple. It's going to be different for each one. Um, I'm going to be completely relaxed at the position. We went over a bunch of guys, and uh, so looking looking forward to it. And uh, you know, we'll see which one of these guys we we know for sure that one of these tight ends that we mentioned, especially in that first group, um, uh, is going to end up in the top probably seven uh, at, at tight end for the year. And we'll see uh, which one it is. But agree, you look at this tight end group, and uh, there's a lot of depth there. All right, well, so uh, that's the wrap-up and trying to decipher some of these clusters and clumps uh, within the rankings. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we are on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, great job, as always, Wiz, and I uh, look forward to catching up uh, next week and uh, wish you a good rest of the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it.